Welcome to the Well Hello Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Jessica Mickelson. My goal is to teach you how to have a memorable Disney vacation. As a mom of four, military wife, and lifelong Disney goer, I want to share the magic of the parks with you and help you experience that magic at home too. You can find me at Well Hello Magic on all social media platforms. And my main hub is www.wellhellomagic.com, which has everything you need for a successful Disney trip and more. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you are having a magical day as we are starting our Genie Plus series. Today is just going to be an intro to Genie Plus. I'm going to go over reasons why I think you need it, when to skip it, and how to utilize it in your trips. And then we will be doing park breakdowns. I will go through each of the four main Walt Disney World parks. I will tell you how to use it and decide on what strategy works best for your family. You just have to remember Genie Plus is a personal choice and I will go into all the reasons why my family, even as frequent as we go, still choose to use this service. So let me first answer the question, can you still have a successful Disney day without Genie Plus? Absolutely. You can have a wonderful time without Genie Plus as long as you understand the wait times and ride times. And recently, my family waited in line for 45 minutes. That's right. We did not get Genie Plus because we were specifically going just to meet Tiana. And we decided, you know what, we're only at the park for a couple of hours. Again, we can do this because we have season passes now. And so we don't feel that urgency that we used to feel when we only would have day tickets. So we go wait in line. It's a 45-minute wait for Tiana. The kids did fine. They, they made it. We had activities for them to do. But if we were to do it again back-to-back, or if our day looked like 45-minute line, 20-minute line, 35-minute line, 50-minute line, 20-minute line, hour line, I can tell you the kids wouldn't make it and neither would I. So that's why it's hard for me to tell you to go without Genie Plus because having to do one or two long waits, totally fine. But after we met Tiana and Rapunzel, I would have loved to go into the Cinderella line because my youngest was dressed as Cinderella, but it was another 45-minute wait and we just mentally couldn't handle it. And that's why using Genie Plus for my family works. But at that point, we weren't staying there for the whole evening. I wasn't going to spend 100 in $25 on a service that we literally were using just to meet Cinderella, it wouldn't have been worth it. But it also wasn't worth it enough for us to stay and meet her if we had to wait in another 45-minute line because we had just gotten out of a 45-minute line. It was good for me to see that the kids can still do it that they can still wait in a longer line if we had to. And we've done it one other time when we did the virtual queue for Guardians where we had to wait like 45 minutes. But the virtual queue in Guardians is so interactive, you kind of forget that you're waiting in a line where waiting for Tiana was literally just a line. And the line wasn't that long, but you have to let all the lightning lanes through. So you would move, you know, maybe four or five feet, a bunch of lightning lanes would come through, you move another four or five feet, a bunch of lightning lanes will come through. So it also gave us practice on like watching that. Usually we're the people skipping the line. And for the first time we had to watch the lightning lane people go in front of us as we were sitting there in line. So I also 
understand that side of it because it does feel a little frustrating, but they paid for the skip the line service. That's why they get priority access. And so I'm glad we did it. Will we do that often? No. Do we still typically plan on having like one or two waits a day with Genie Plus? Yes, absolutely. We typically try to stay away from the ones that are going to be 45 minutes. We do like a 20 minute wait, 15 minute wait. I will even stretch it to 30 minutes. But I do think it was a nice exercise to see, okay, we can still wait in a 45 minute line and everyone makes it out okay. So your first question is probably who needs to use Genie Plus? Why is this important? So if you have never been to Walt Disney World before and you want a more seamless experience and you're going to take the time to learn how to use Genie Plus, obviously, if you're here listening, you're wanting to take that time. You need Genie Plus. If you go to Walt Disney World every other year, if you go even once a year, I still think there are some days where you need to use Genie Plus. My family goes multiple times a year and we use it about 70% of the time. The days we don't use it are especially at Epcot when we are having a leisure day. And if you ever follow us on Instagram, those days you will see us maybe ride two or three things or we'll wait till really late to ride them. But we aren't getting on a bunch of rides because at this point for our family, we're going to do all the extra things at the park. We're going to do the scavenger hunt. We're going to focus on Kid Cod. Or if there's a festival, we're focusing on the festival activities. We're not there anymore for the rides. So it's hard for me to be like, you don't need Genie Plus every day. You can get by without it. Well, yeah, you can. But if you are literally planning a once in a lifetime trip or you're planning a trip once a year or once every other year, why would I tell you not to get something that's going to make your trip easier? I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, you don't have to get it. You can get by without it. No, I want to tell you, if you don't go a lot, if you don't know the parks, if you don't know where you're going, if this is a once in a lifetime trip, if this is your first trip, just learn these simple principles on using Genie Plus, budget for it and use it. Then if you get hooked to Disney, which if you're following me, I'm telling you right now, there's a 90% chance that you might become a Disney person. I've only been creating content for two years, and I cannot tell you how many first trips I've had people say they planned just following me, being in Magic Made Easy, and then now they're like becoming Disney travel agents because they have found their calling and things. So I try to show you the simpler way to do Disney. I'm not going to stress you out. I'm going to break down the principles for each park and what types of days you can build based on your family. Your trip is not going to look exactly like my trip. Even if you take some of my strategies in the morning, because the morning typically looks the same because those first two to three hours are crucial in setting up your day. Your trip will still look different. Your kids are going to have different interests than mine. You're going to have different interests than what I'm interested in. So I'm going to teach you how to build this trip specifically for your family using these simple principles of Genie Plus so that you're not stressed out and you feel prepared. And even if you go through all this that first morning, you're going to be nervous booking and that's okay. Once you get over that first initial booking and you make it through the day, you're like, hey, I can do this. You will be completely fine. 
Okay, so before we get started into any strategy, we're not even close to that. We are going to break down where is Disney Genie Plus service located. So you're going to open up your phone. You're going to open up your My Disney Experience app. This is your hub to everything. It's a non-negotiable You need it for your trip. If you're listening to this and you don't have it downloaded, you need to download it now. Go to your app store, download My Disney Experience. This is your hub for everything at Walt Disney World. And the reason why you should download it early is so you can play around with it and get comfortable with it before you get there. On your interface, you're going to see a button that says My Disney Genie Day. That is your hub for your genie service. So there are a couple of things that are housed inside of this hub. It is not just booking your lightning lanes that are in the hub. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. So then let's go over the nomenclature. This is going to be a little bit tricky because whoever decided to name all of the different aspects of the genie service honestly, (laughs) did a terrible job. So we have the Disney Genie service. This is free. This is that My Disney Day button on your app. It's where your tip day and your My Day is housed. That is the service. It will pop up suggestions based on the preferences that you select. So there's a part when you are going through Genie And it asks you, like, what are the focus, characters, shows, parades? Don't skip that. It's tempting to skip it because you can just hit skip now. That's where you want to put the things that are the highest priority for your family because it will send suggestions of the times of those shows. Now, don't follow the suggestions like it says, go to the parade now. Because obviously, since it's an app that is controlled by Disney, it will also disperse the crowds probably the way that it wants it to. So you might be over in Liberty Square and it's suggesting like, oh, go to Main Street right now. And you're like, no, I'm doing stuff over here. So don't take the suggestions like seriously, take them with a grain of salt. But it is nice that they're like, oh, there's a cavalcade happening in one hour. Like the characters were important to you because you may want to add that. So that is just the straight Disney Genie service. It's the button that is on my Disney experience. And that will help you that houses um, all of the things that you need to get to Genie Plus. So Genie Plus is what you pay for. You're going to pay anywhere from $15 to $35 for this. There's variable pricing, which I am all for, because Animal Kingdom does not provide the same value in the Genie service as Magic Kingdom. So I'm all about the variable pricing there because you get the value now of each park. I always say if you're going to Magic Kingdom and you have a park hopper ticket, go ahead and hit that multiple parks option because it's typically the same price. I've not seen that 
change. And now we've been looking at variable pricing for a few months now. So always pick that if you already have a park hopper, even if you don't know if you're going to use it because you may decide to hop. The individual lightning lane attractions, those are going to be your highest demand or headliner rides at each park. So at Magic Kingdom, you have Tron and Seven Doors Mine Train. It'll be interesting to see what happens when Tiana's Bayou Adventure comes. I personally am predicting that Tiana's Bayou Adventure will become an individual lightning lane. Seven Dwarfs Mind Train will now be bumped into the Genie Plus category just because that's going to be a very popular ride, especially when it um, reopens. And we're getting little glimpses now of the animatronics and that kind of stuff, which is making everyone really excited. So it's going to be your headliners. At Epcot, you have Guardians of the Galaxy. At Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance. And at Animal Kingdom, you have Flight of Passage Avatar. So those are going to be individually paid for. So you will have your Genie Plus service. And then if you want to ride an individual Lightning Lane, you will purchase that separately. Now, you don't have to purchase Genie Plus to get an individual Lightning Lane. Let's say you're like, okay, we're going to Magic Kingdom. We're just going to have a very relaxed day. We'll virtual queue you know, trying, but I'm going to buy the individual lightning lane for a seven doors mine train. That's a plan that works if it works for your family. So you don't have to purchase Genie Plus to buy an individual lightning lane. Then you have the lightning lane. The lightning lane is the physical cue that you use. So that sign that says lightning lane, that is going to be the skip the line cue. So if you're using Dash Pass, you use that. If you're using an individual lightning lane, you use that. If you booked a Genie Plus um, Lightning Lane, you use the Lightning Lane. <laughs> so it can be a little bit confusing, but the Lightning Lane is the physical cue you walk through. Individual Lightning Lanes are your high demand headliner rides. Genie Plus is the service you use to book Lightning Lanes. And Disney Genie is the entire program. So this is how I determine what kind of day I want to have. I follow four like principles. I have ride focused days, which are heavily focused on rides or even like a ride focused morning. A lot of time, if you watch me, our family in the morning, especially if we are going to be there when the park opens, which is called rope dropping, we will be very ride focused in the morning because those first two to three hours in your day are going to be key for getting on a lot of rides. Then we slow down our day and make it a little bit more of a leisure day. And then we just, you know, see shows, parades, eat, that kind of stuff. So we have your ride focus, your leisure days, your show focus days, because believe it or not, there are some days where there's so many good shows you want to see that it ends up being heavily on the show side. And then bucket list days. Bucket list days can be in conjunction with any of those things that I just talked about. So depending on what your goals are for that day, that's how you're going to decide what genie strategy you're going to use. If you know, okay, we are going to be here for the rides in the morning, and then we want to do some of the other stuff, because you cannot spend your whole time riding rides. Disney is not an amusement park. It is truly a destination. There are shows that are phenomenal. There are parades where you get to see all the characters. There's scavenger hunts. There's little activities inside of each park that you don't want to miss out on because you spent all your time in lines, which is why using the Genie Plus service is something that reduces your wait time. Again, this is from the perspective 
of someone who is traveling into Walt Disney World, and this is not a park that they go to all the time. Someone like me who goes multiple times a year, yeah, I can skip Genie. I can tell you, oh, you don't need it. You can figure, you can just wait in line for this ride, this ride, this ride. Yes. But at the same time, I probably spend a lot less on Disney than you do planning your big bucket list trip because everything I do now either has like an annual pass discount or I'm going on the cheap for a specific purpose. I have DVC points. So I want you to understand what I'm telling you, how to strategize. It's from the times when I knew we only had one Disney trip a year, or maybe we had to skip a year because of finances. And I wasn't going to be able to go. So if this is like your big family trip, bucket list trip, you don't go a lot, it's once a year, then this series is going to be for you. Because I'm going to teach you how not to overload your day and still enjoy the parks in the magic. Because a lot of the magic is not found in the rides. I just recently went in January with my best friend and she is someone who feels the need to do everything. Like she wants to see it all. She wants to get on the rides. She wants to maximize. And I was willing to do the trip mostly her way as someone who's never been before because I knew she wanted to do all these things. But I also knew she was going to miss out on magic until we slowed it down. And I remember her saying at the on the VIP tour, I, I haven't like felt the magic. And I'm like, no. You haven't felt the magic because all we've been doing is riding rides and the magic is not in the rides. Rides are an amusement park. And so, yes, Disney has some very cool, awesome rides, but the magic and the memories is not only made from getting on the rides. I don't want to say that rides don't cause memories because one of my favorite memories of all time was from a multi-generational trip we did in September of 2022. My youngest daughter wanted to ride Everest for the first time and she had been building up the courage and she just couldn't do it. And then she finally was like, I'm going to do it. My dad was there, my brother-in-law, my husband and my sister. And they're like, okay, let's go do it. And she's like, I'm going to go. And my dad was like, oh my gosh, my granddaughter's a warrior. And so Yes, that memory is built around riding Mount Everest when my dad was like his granddaughter is this champion warrior. But the magic in that moment was her building the courage to ride a ride she's never ridden before and actually doing it. So that's why I'm like, we can't spend all of our time in line riding rides or you will get that amusement park feeling. Now on the last day where we weren't rushing... And we were just enjoying the stage shows and experiencing the parts in their true form. She was like, okay, I get it. This is, this is, this is what, this is what draws you in because we weren't skipping the magic. We were leaving room for it. And so even after the trip and she was a, we're one and done all the stuff, which is the only reason why I would ever pay for a VIP tour. She's like, okay, I kind of miss it. I think we should go back. See? And I'm like, okay, we'll go back. But that's what I don't want you to miss. And this is what Genie Plus can give you if you're ready to sit down and strategize a little bit. This isn't hours of work. Strategize a little bit, go on with a game plan. Then you can execute this to work for your family and what your family wants to do on a trip.
That's going to be the biggest thing I'm going to teach you is you have to ignore a lot of the advice of specifically what to do and listen to the advice on how to do it. Because for instance, we don't love Haunted Mansion. My kids don't really like the dark and we kind of feel weird about ghosts and all that stuff. It's a cute ride. I like the ride, but it's not something we love. And so when we go by ourselves, we usually don't ride it. Now, your family may love Haunted Mansion, love the movies, and want to definitely go on that ride. So that's going to be built into your strategy. But if you look at anything I'm designing for my family, you're going to see that left out. And that's why I want you to focus on the strategy and not necessarily the items. I will teach you at each park what is going to be the highest demand rides, where you need to prioritize them. But you have to decide if that's actually a priority for your family. So here are the key things that need to be done before you get to the parks. First, you need to link all your parties. On Genie Plus, you can have up to 12 people on one account. So if you have a bigger group than 12, you are going to need two main people who are going to really manage the accounts. So you want to link 12 people on one and link the rest of them together. And so whenever you go to Genie Plus, you'll be able to see every single person who's linked to your account. One time we had 17 people linked. But if I am booking for one group, I can only put 12 on my list. And then the other person can only put 12 on their list. So know ahead of time who is booking what and know who is booking who. Because that will get really messy and confusing at that 7 a.m. quick booking you know, time. So just put one person in charge of 12 people put the other person in charge of the rest. And then those two people need to be communicating about what the plan is. While you're in your My Disney Experience app, linking everyone together, also go ahead and link your Magic Band. If you choose to use a Magic Band, link your room reservation. Just make sure everything is in that hub. Magic Bands, we can get into. I do have a blog post about it, so go read on that so that you can see if Magic Bands are for your family. I do say at least have a key to the world card. If you have multiple riders, you can use Magic Mobile. Me personally, I get annoyed by Magic Mobile because you have to like swipe the cards and it always goes back to your original card first. My husband actually loves it. He likes using the iWatch. You just have to do what works for you. So whatever option you want to use at the parks to tap in, just know you're going to have to use that every single time when you do a lightning lane, which is why I don't like Magic Mobile. I would rather have a Magic Band or a Key to the World card. But the whole point of that is get everything linked in my Disney experience before you get to the parks. So before we talk strategy, let's just talk about the initial rules. So at 7 a.m., everyone who is going to the park that day can book. It doesn't matter if you are a Disney Resort Collection hotel guest, staying off property, staying at home at an Airbnb. At 7 a.m., if you purchase the Genie Plus service, you can book your first Lightning Lane. Now, for on-property guests, at 7 a.m., you can book your individual Lightning Lane as well. So that is your advantage, that you can book your Genie Plus selection Then you can book your individual lightning lane. So you have two rides essentially taken care of before you get in the park. If you are park hopping or if you're going to Magic Kingdom, since Magic Kingdom at this time is the only park that has 
two individual lightning lane options, you potentially could have three rides because if you are an on-site guest at 7 a.m., you can book two individual lightning lanes. If you are an off-site guest or a local, you cannot book your individual lightning lane until the park opens that day, which changes depending on season. So just know what time your park opens. So on-site guests have a little bit of an advantage when it comes to the individual lightning lanes. There's also a third option that I have not talked about, which is the virtual queue. The virtual queue is typically used for brand new rides, high demand headliner rides. Right now, there are two virtual queues at Walt Disney World, and that is with Tron Light Cycle Run and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. The virtual queue can be joined at 7 a.m. by anyone. So again, same rules as Genie Plus. Doesn't matter if you're on-site or off-site. At 7 a.m., you can join and try to get into the virtual queue. If you want to do the virtual queue, that is the first thing you're going to do. And it also helps if there's multiple people doing it. We typically always have one to two people trying to get into the virtual queue because it is difficult. We have a world clock or an atomic clock running on someone else's phone so that at 6.59.59, we hit join that virtual queue. And typically we always, one of us always gets it. And so this is the order if you're booking. Virtual queue first for anyone who wants to book the virtual queue. Then you're going to do your Genie Plus selection for anyone who wants to do Genie Plus Lightning Lane selections. Then you're going to book your individual Lightning Lane last because at Walt Disney World, you're able to cha- uh, choose what time you want to ride it or what time frame and whatever is available, you'll be able to book it. So if you're on site, you're going to go virtual queue, Lightning Lane, individual Lightning Lane. If you're off site, you're going to go virtual queue and then Genie Plus Lightning Lane, because that's all your options are until the park opens. So now you have booked your first ride and a time will show. It'll show when you can book your next Lightning Lane attraction. Typically at this point, it will either have the window ending time. So let's say you got Remy's Ratatouille Adventure for 9 to 10. It will say you can book your next Lightning Lane at 10, assuming that you take the whole hour to check in. But you can book either when you tap in If the time is less than two hours from park opening or when you last book, or you may hit the 120 minute rule, which is a two hour rule where let's say you got Remy, but it wasn't for till 12 o'clock. You're not going to be able to book when the park opens at nine. You're going to be able to book at 11 because the clock starts once the park opens. So if you have a later time that is two hours after the park opens or more than two hours, you cannot book till 11. But if you get that 9 a.m., 10 a.m. time and you get there and you check in, once you tap in, you can book your next ride. That is probably one of the most confusing pieces of Genie Plus is not understanding the rule of when you can book next, but you don't have to calculate that on your own. There is a blue bar on the top of the, of the genie service 
that will say your next booking is at this time. So that will alleviate the stress of you trying to figure out when you can book next. I tell everyone always set two alarms. You want one five minutes before and then one at the time. That way, if you miss it, you will catch the next one. And then you already will have your strategy in place for your part. So you know what you're going to be booking next. Yes, there's some tips and tricks for like finagling or pivoting while you're doing this. But especially as a first timer or someone who only goes once a year, if you have three priorities, you want to make sure that you get those done or you have a plan to get those done. So like the example I gave you of Meet Mickey Mouse, Peter Pan's Flight, and um, Big Thunder Mountain. If I was going to the parks, I would not rope drop then because I want to start at the front of the park. Hopefully I get that nine o'clock or the early time for Mickey Mouse. So I'd get to the park in time to use that first lightning lane. Then my next goal is to book Peter Pan's flight. Hopefully it hasn't gone down too much. It might be around 11 o'clock, maybe 12 o'clock at this point. So I'm going to book that. Then I'm going to make my way to Fantasyland do things in fantasy land, hopefully type into Peter Pan. If I've hit that two hour rule, once I tap in, I'm going to book Big Thunder Mountain. If it's late enough, I may wait to book Big Thunder Mountain until later in the day. If I'm over in fantasy land, because I may want to get some things done in fantasy land and tomorrow land. I just watch the sellout time on Big Thunder Mountain and We'll decide maybe after dinner, we'll go over there and book it. But you just have to be mindful of the time and understand when it sells out, which leads me to my next thing. And the last thing I'm going to cover on today's podcast, because you know, I don't like to go over 30 minutes. So I'm going to talk to you about sellout time versus return time. So your sellout order is how long that it takes for that right to sell out for the whole day. So giving you some examples. Enchanted Tales with Belle one day sold out at 248. That means you couldn't find a lightning lane for it anymore. But the person who probably scheduled it at 248, their return time, which is when they can actually enter the lightning lane for the queue, may not be until 8:30. So when you're planning what rides and when you want to ride them, that's really important. Because if Enchanted Tales with Belle is a super priority for your family, but you book all these other things thinking, oh, well, it doesn't sell out till 2.30. So let's just make sure we book it before 2.30. And then you go to book it at two o'clock and you see the time that you are returning is eight and you have young children. They may not be awake at 8 p.m. to do that experience. So it is really important to understand that just because a ride is available until five or six to book does not mean it might give you the return time that you want, which is why it's really important to understand what the sellout order is of rides when it's close to when you're going to the park. I do an update in my magic Clubhouse every two weeks is when I try to do it. And so you can see the patterns that are happening at the parks. Thrill Data is where I get most of my data. They do a very good job of keeping up on that information. It's just hard to read and it's a lot of graphs and charts. So I try to break it down for my members. And the Magic Clubhouse is free to join. You also get that if you're in Magic Made Easy, which is like the whole planning community and guides. So that way you can plan from start to finish. 
So that is going to be really important when you're building your strategy for Genie Plus, knowing when the rides sell out so you don't miss it, and then what that means for return time. Now, if a ride is sold out, have I found like the ride coming back up? Yeah, especially if it's like having an awesome ride day and it's going smoothly. Sometimes a lightning lane will pop up, so you may get lucky. So go in there and tap a couple times and see if you can find it. But for the most part, unless you're doing that frequently, which again, you don't need to be on your phone that much. Like I'm, I'm not on my phone for Genie Plus. I'm on my phone because I'm doing content. That's what I'm on the phone doing. So Genie Plus does not add a huge level of phone time for me, especially because you will have your pre-planned strategy. So I hope this is jumpstarting your Genie Plus strategy. Next week, we will definitely be covering Magic Kingdom and we will work our way through the parks. We'll start with Magic Kingdom, end with Animal Kingdom, and hopefully by the time we're done with the series, you'll have a better idea of what building a Genie Plus day will look like for your family and find a strategy that's going to work better for you. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today and have a magical day. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, I would love a review. Find me on social media at Well Hello Magic. Until next time, have a magical day.